Well, in terms of money news, we do talk to men, women, and we're not necessarily stereotyping, but in the last month, the rate decision has hurt a lot of people and it's hurt a lot of household budgets. And I use the word I a lot on money news, and I has meant interest rates, it's meant inflation, and it's also unfortunately meant increases. But today we have experienced the day of P. What's that word mean? Or what does that word start with? It's meant the word pause. Because rates have now started to potentially, and I'll say that again with the word starting with P, potentially stop rising at some point. And today we've got the clearest indicator. Speaking at the Financial Review's Business Summit this morning, Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowe, the public enemy right now, said in this morning that this is what he thinks was going to happen to interest rates. Well, we are closer to a pause, and it's a matter of logic, really. As you increase interest rates higher, you get closer to the point where it is appropriate to, um, to, to uh, stop and for a while and just assess the yeah, flow of data. Uh, before our next board meeting, we'll have important data on employment. We'll have a monthly, another monthly inflation indicator. We'll have uh, the more detail on retail spending and the business survey. If collectively they suggest that the right thing is to pause, then we'll do that. Very intriguing. <laughs> Philip Lowe's book of the last two months, I'm sure all of us will probably read. But anyway, back to yesterday's decision. And it's amazing how quiet the banks have been over the last, what are we, 26 or so hours. It only took a couple of hours on Friday, uh, sorry, on, on in the first Tuesday in February, when all the banks moved so quickly. But we haven't heard from any of the majors today on not only variable loans, but if you're a retiree, 131873, unfortunately, your cash rates haven't moved, and nor have your term deposits. To talk about all of the RBA's decision and everything going in terms of cash, I'm joined by Sally Tyndall, Research Director at Rate City. Sally, great to have you back on the show this evening. Oh, thanks for having me, Scott. Sally, do you think that uh, maybe some of the angst that we've had against the banks has meant that they're maybe a little bit scared to move? Uh, because normally, as soon as the RBA announce an increase in rates, they move so quickly. Why is this so different in March? It's interesting, isn't it? They're a little bit um, gun-shy or something this time around. I mean, certainly in the February hike, they moved quickly and there was a lot of anger in the community. So maybe they're hoping that it will dissipate. Uh, what we find often is that the big four banks play a game of chicken with each other. They just waited out to see who will go first. And this is not unprecedented in any sense. Back in September of last year, the three of the big four banks uh, waited until the Friday afternoon uh, in September in order to to announce. And then Westpac actually announced what they were going to do the next Monday. They waited because the Queen had died that day and they thought, you know, and, and perhaps, I'm reading between the lines here, perhaps they thought it was inappropriate to do it on that day. But, you know, it's not imp unprecedented that the banks would take this long to announce. But... For, for what, really, at the end of the day? Customers want to know what is happening with their mortgage rates. They want to know what is happening with their savings rates. You know, I think that, you know, banks we know can make these decisions quickly. Uh, so let's hope someone steps up tomorrow and starts, you know, and announces what they're going to do for their customers. And hopefully the other three will follow and we'll at least have some certainty about what's happening. 
Sally, you know, the cost of living is so expensive. We talked last night about a lot of retirees who are also feeling the pinch, who still do have mortgages. Is there anyone left with a rate that potentially could offer a number four in front of it from a variable point of view? Look, there is at the moment because it takes a while for the banks to filter through this latest hike. Some banks take up to four weeks to pass on a rate hike. Um, and, and that's something that anyone that's in the refinancing market should be wary of because if they see a rate that's really low, you know, it could be too good to be true. It might be that they just haven't passed on the last RBA hike um, and you may find that you refinance over only for the rate to pop up uh, without you expecting it to. But... Um, after this rate hike filters through, we expect there will be a handful, a small handful, mind you, of lenders that still offer a rate of around 4.99%. You can imagine, you know, 5% is kind of where we're aiming for, but you can imagine some lenders might decide to hang on to something that starts with a 4 because that's fabulous marketing material. Uh, and so, you know, yes, there will be a handful, I'd say, uh, but there'll be few and far between. Most banks' lowest variable rates will start with a 5 after this rate hike filters through. Sally, I'm glad you mentioned marketing material because I had a client today inquiring about the best savings rate and they're 23 years of age. Yeah. And the Bank of Queensland are offering, uh, if you have under $50,000 in savings, they will offer an interest rate above 5%. But if you're over 35, you don't get that. Now, in my opinion, that would mean that the bank is trying to get to know you and then get your ID and then maybe look at potentially selling maybe a home loan. Is that some of the marketing that you think might come back into the marketplace when interest rates are in the position they're in? Oh, absolutely. We're seeing this more and more. It's... um Highest savings rates at this point in time are reserved for young adults is how we've categorised them. Bank of Queensland, as you mentioned, it's 14 to 35. Unfortunately, I miss out on that. So do I. Unfortunately, so do I. (laughs) Um, But 5.15, that's what they're offering. We're, We're unclear as to whether they just jumped the gun and passed on the March hike early or whether they're going to increase it even further from this point on. I hope it's the latter. Um, but they are some very competitive rates. You know, Westpac's up there as well. They've got a spend and save account that's got a reasonably competitive rate. I think police banks in this game as well. And as you say, Scott, they're looking for a lifetime customer. You know, a customer that's you know, a young adult that's got 50000 or less in savings is probably saving for, you know, their first home. Uh, or potentially their first car, and they might go on to get a home loan, get a credit card, get a personal loan, get a car loan with the bank. Sally, now let's talk about fixed loans, and there's a lot of people who are about to come off fixed-rate loans with a number of banks. Now, they have really enjoyed, you could call it a honeymoon, based on the last 10 increases that we've experienced from the RBA, What do you think they should do right now just before their fixed loan expires? Should they be switching banks? Should they be looking at their current financier and maybe saying, can you give me a better deal? Or technically, are they in a bit of trouble? Okay, so what they shouldn't do is put their head in the sand. That's for certain. Uh, You've got to face facts. Your rate's going up and it's going to be, you know, probably going to be a bit ugly, but you know, uh, variable borrowers have been on this trajectory, albeit a slower pace, um, for the last 10 months or so. So, you know, uh, get prepared as soon as you possibly can. If you've got a few months, even six months, 
hopefully even more, on your fixed rate still to play out. Think about making some extra repayments into your loan because the lower your debt is when you come off the fixed rate, the less pain that you're likely to feel. But also you'll have a nice buffer. Just make hay while the sun is shining. Recognise that you're on a great rate uh, and, and try and put money away if you can. There's caps on extra... Uh, sorry, there's caps on how many extra repayments you can make on a fixed rate but understand what that is from your bank and if you go over the cap that's fabulous you could potentially put it in one of those high interest savings accounts Um, but people that are looking at this fixed rate cliff imminently should get prepared they need to work out what their next steps are and do it at least two months in advance ideally so understand what your revert rate will be which is the variable rate your bank um, pushes you on to after you come off your fixed rate loan they're usually horribly horribly uncompetitive could be as high as seven percent or thereabouts potentially just under at this point in time and so you know um, just be conscious of the fact that banks typically roll you on to this uncompetitive variable rate uh, and think about either haggling with your existing lender to get a lower variable rate or, you know, you could potentially opt for fix, although that's hugely unpopular at the moment, uh, or refinancing to a different lender. And, you know, uh, some of the best discounts are often for those people that, you know, go the whole hog and actually refinance uh, because, you know, especially if you're willing to go to a, a smaller bank or a smaller lender that's offering some of the sharpest rates. Sally Tindall, Research Director at Rate City. Always good to have your insight here on Money News. Thank you so much for joining me this evening. Thanks for having me, Scott.